You always have to take something nice and shit all over it, just like I did with that sentence. Hello, welcome to a couple of critics podcast. This is the musical episode. My name is Michelle. And my name is Sam. And we welcome you to this podcast episode. Yes, we do. Take a seat, put on your earbuds, have a piece of fruit. Damn it, I ruined it. I do shit on everything, you're right. <laughs> Intentionally or unintentionally? I think I in, unintentionally, intentionally do it. Like I'm programmed to be such a shit that it just, even when I'm trying to be one with the crew. I'm going to throw this whole thing at a time. It. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I was trying to add like a 6-8 measure in there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you got cocky. No one knows why, but you got cocky. I'm not the guy to be cocky. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. We are a uh, we're a review podcast. We're a couple of people. We are a couple. Uh, some people yeah. might pronounce that couple. I do. Not many, but if you want to call us a Robert Couple, that's fine <laughs> with us. Robert Couple of Critics? Or wait. That's what that's what we are. Robert, yeah, Robert Couple of Critics Podcast. Oh, man, I sound like a fucking idiot so far. No, it worked. It, it was right. You just didn't have your confidence Yeah, but I said up. it like a stumbly fucking hobo. I don't know why a hobo had to say it, but that's what I imagined in my head. With a spindle off of his back. You know what a spindle is? Um, I think that you had confidence. Or is it a bindle? It's called a bindle. Bindle sounds more correct. I think it's a bindle, yeah. See? Fucking everything up. Makes sense. That's what you did to, um, I mean, that's why your dad decided to leave <laughs> your life. Yeah, he decided. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just just like, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm tired of that little pterodactyl I'm, orange thing coming at me. I'm going to wreck this car, and then I'm going to... With my the with son my- I actually like in hopes that he'll die too so he can get away. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was a sacrifice. Could have been. Cause it failed. Only he only got half the job done. He did, but he also scarred you for life. I so love maybe you. you've been fucking everything up since that happened because you're just you, there's a part of you missing, Sam. Have I, have I talked about? I wonder if he would hate me on the podcast. I think you have. Yeah, we've been doing this for over two years. I'm sure so I, have. I assume that you have. But just he was against a lot of the things that you are. Like, he didn't like the idea like of fucking... a free spirit. He wanted structure. God, yeah. And success. I don't know, though, if by now he would... Maybe he's a dude... Especially if he was still with my mom. She might have been like... Or they might not have fucking lasted. Maybe he would have stayed all bullheaded. <laughs> and then my mom, you know, who became much more... She's I don't still li- set in her ways. Well, she set her ways, but I mean, like... She's cool with a lot of stuff. Like, she softened. Yes, she in softened. ways. She told me my dad would have never allowed me to have a drum set in the house, mm-hmm. and she had no fucking problem with any instruments in the house. It was loud all the time, so I may not even have been the person I am, or I would have fucking left as soon as I could. Yeah, that's called. That's what negligence is called. It's not negligence. It's letting the letting him be him. And now look how good I turned out. I mean, I stumble up beginning of podcasts. Perhaps he was so hard on your brother because your brother was a normal kid 
and you have just always known who you are and what you want to do for a long time. That's I mean I have, but maybe Bob would have had a clear path if my dad wasn't such a psycho about stuff. Yeah, maybe because your brother does like a lot of things and he yeah. wants to go into like a lot of things instead of narrowing in on one thing that he really wants to do. Seems to be doing this fucking strongman thing the longest thing so far. That's because it benefits him mentally and physically as well. Okay. So it's yeah. it, it's more than just I'm doing this because like he did before Corona, he did that play. Yeah. And he got really into that. Yeah. But that doesn't have nearly the payoff that something like strongman stuff would be. I can plus, see that. Plus, plus he gets to look at chicks lifting. And everything died theater wise. I don't think Greensburg yeah. Theater was doing anything right now. I don't think so. I hope he does go back to that. I got not I didn't cry, but I got emotional when I saw Bob on stage acting and I was like, holy I was actually dreading the whole fucking time before he came on stage. I was like, please don't suck. Please don't suck. I don't want to fucking. I'm either going to be Sam and I'm going to be too honest or I'm going to lie. <laughs> and he came out and he fucking was good. Much better than a lot of people that were on that stage. He was. Going back, I don't think I actually ever finished my introduction. Okay, go ahead. I think it got derailed by one or both of us. I'll take the blame. So, well, I said both, so I, I didn't ever bring it on back. I just let it go. So, again, we are a review podcast. Yeah. We provide each other typically with musical media, and we listen to it for a week. We come together, we talk about it, we answer some questions, and uh, we try to have fun. We try. We try. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Last week's episode was the old group episode. That sure was. And we, and we want us. We want to start doing that more regularly. Yeah, we're, we're just we're, maybe a little closer to being sober than last time. <laughs> maybe take it a little easier because I wasn't happy with how I sounded. I was singing off key and being all like, because I just wanted to have a good time and like keep it positive and you know whatever. Yeah, lively. Uh-huh, but it, <laughs> I sounded intoxicated, <laughs> and I haven't done that for a while. Like, I will have beverages sometimes on the podcast, but I don't want to sound intoxicated, and I sounded intoxicated, but it was fun. But I also brought it up to tell, uh, for a couple of things. One, sorry if the chaos was a little too much. <laughs> and like you said, we are talking logistics now. Of uh, further group episodes, we're gonna try and get those in more often because they're fun when done right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking somewhere around like once a month yeah, would be fun. That'd be fun, and it's a good. Uh, it brings more than just us gabbing. It's not gonna be set. It's not gonna yeah. be you know a specific day or a specific whatever. But and that's we definitely want to do it, and the people involved. Are All already about asking about oh, the next episode. It's immediate. Look after they leave. And I would love to get people. I would love to get like Ron and the Jeffries and Travis to do a group episode as well. Yeah. I think that would be fun if we traveled in their direction. I don't know anything about what it takes to reserve a conference room at a hotel for a certain, like for like a few hours. But that would be fun if we could utilize an actual conference room. 
for a short amount of time <laughs> and record a podcast in there at a hotel that we stay at. Or just do it in the fucking room. Get a bigger room. Or that too. That'd yeah, be great. Just get a bigger room. Set it up. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. And I also brought it up because at the end of the episode, we forgot to do what we're always mm. usually supposed to do. Uh, it's, it wasn't... I mean, yeah, I did forget, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying. That I didn't say what the next that we thing do, was going to be. We do have an episode for you today. <laughs> yeah. We didn't just leave that hanging uh, like nothing else is coming. But, I mean, we're here. And you already know what it is because it's the title of the episode. Yeah. So, so we are here today to review, which is interesting to me, the 16th studio album. What? 16th. Okay. <laughs> By Stevie Wonder called Inner Visions. So this is the timeline of what I have here. Okay, lay it on me. For Stevis Wonder. So his real name, it says he's Stevelyn Hardaway Morris, born Judkins. So I believe <laughs> that Stephen Hardaway Judkins. Judkins? Love it. I kind of do too. I call him Judd Judd for short. But he started, he was signed when he was 11. He was born in 1950. He was signed in 1961. He had his first single. <coughs> it was 1963. So he was 13. That was with Fingertips. Fingertips? Is this mm-hmm. a song that I would know? I don't know if you would. I know Fingertips. I, but I, I know it as being broken down into parts. Really? That reminds me of Tiptoes. Everything has been reminding you of tiptoes today, huh? Okay, so I'm more familiar with... Oh, this is a live version. Maybe I don't want that one. Let's do okay. this uh, finger... I th- I'm more familiar with Fingertips Part 2. And he's how old? 13? Uh-huh. Okay. I always knew he was like a prodigy, right? Like a child prodigy. That's why they called him Stevie Wonder, because he was... The whole idea was Boy Wonder. Gotcha. I mean, it sounds like a familiar. And he taught himself band. how to play everything. So he oh, really? he's I a fucking genius. Little son of a bitch, 13-year-old with more soul. Got, taught himself how to play the harmonica, piano. All while blind. I was going to be mean and say, had an amazing never figured voice. out how to see. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Although the conspiracies do say that he does have vision. There actually is, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think, okay, I don't By the way, think. he sounded amazing there. That was yeah, great. Yeah, of course. That was great. But the whole thing with that is he's not 100% blind. And I, you know what I think isn't. Well, I don't want to talk He's, out of school, but aren't like a lot of blind people in quotations like? It's have, a, it's like a percentage. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, that it's. I mean, some people will say like I'm totally blind. I have complete blindness. Yeah, there's nothing. But Stevie Wonder is not 100 percent blind. Okay. He's just mostly blind. I, everything is extremely blurry, like, so he still does have to be guided in places sometimes. Very vague. Like, he can't read. He has to read Braille. Yeah. 
but it's all just is that he ex- can't drive he can't like yeah. read something oh i already said read is that I'll just explain- say he also can't read did you know that <laughs> he can't with his fingertips um you hate that i said Part fingertips. Two. um yeah i want to cut yours off <laughs> <laughs> uh have you seen the video of him catching the microphone stand i am not sure that but the idea about that is that he would also be familiar with those vibrations i would think and he would know that something is like close to him i don't know if you're gonna feel that vibration if you're on stage i don't know uh, but if he does have some sort of vision and you see a shape when you could like recognize a general change of light sort of you know like moving depending on what he can see that's my guess because then i guess you could just get lucky and just throw your fucking hand out of uh reaction i assume that happened on stage yeah it did so there would have been a bright light or multiple lights shining on him depending on what the microphone stand was made of there's a chance something could have been reflective yeah yeah. so it could have been just that so yeah from what i've read he is not because i've heard about this conspiracy (laughs) and he does not have total blindness he's just mostly blind somebody told a story about him pulling up driving a car or something too (laughs) Yeah, and he probably had some lady's head in his fucking lap. He's a pimp. This motherfucker has nine kids. He really? knows how to play harmonica, and he knows how to make babies. <laughs> he's been married multiple times. Well, he lost the one sense, so he's got to, like, uh, you know, the other senses go up, including love making. Well, I think that's a good way to segue into the album. Okay. So, again, this is Inner Visions. This is Stevie's... 16th studio album, Stevelin Hardaway Judkins. I apologize if you said this already, but do you know the year of release? Of this album? Yes. I do. This is 1973. Okay. So he was 23 when he did this. All right. And he does, I want to also st- say okay, that he, sense. with Fingertips Part 2, he made the, set the record and still holds it for the youngest solo artist to top. The 100 charts. Really? So Michael Jackson. Bieber now? Wow. Michael Jackson was 11, but he was in the Jackson 5. Yeah. And Stevis Wonder was actually the youngest yeah, solo Stevie artist. Yeah, Wonder, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's interesting. Huh. But, I wonder if Bieber was real close. <clears throat> Why are you so interested in Justin Bieber? Because I'm surprised, because I know he was famous very young, so... And it wouldn't surprise me that a shit brick like Justin Bieber would take a record like that away from somebody who actually deserves it. Okay, so Justin Bieber, I have to do some research because I know nothing about him. He was born in 1994. Okay. Justin Bieber came out with the song Baby in the year of 2010. So he was 16. Gotcha. Stevie fucking crushed him in the ground still. Yeah. Good. He's one. I didn't realize he was that old. He's one year older than Mel. <laughs> Fuck Mel. <laughs> he may have been 15, actually, depending on the month. Yeah, but still. But he, looked, get Stevie. he looked younger than that. He was a little baby. And he sure boy. had nothing on Stevie. No. Stevie Wonder still exists. And he still doesn't have anything on Stevie. <laughs> Justin Bieber will never. Never, never be him. <laughs> he pees in mop buckets while Stevie catches things, and he shouldn't be able to see them. 
So Stevie <laughs> is magical, and uh, Justin Bieber <laughs> is uh, urine. That's true, but I got to give one point to Justin Bieber because he can do a kickflip, and I guarantee Stevie Wonder cannot. Got to give it up for the kickflip. I'm sure he has kicked many people and flipped many tables <laughs> over. No problem. I would love to see Stevie Wonder go on a tirade. Fuck this shit! Just like throw it. He's been divorced multiple times, so that happens. I'm sure. <laughs> I wonder if he with. All of those other senses that he has that are probably heightened. Rage is one of them. <laughs> maybe maybe rage also made its way in there as a sense. Who knows how that works. So we're going to get into track one on this album. It is called Too High. Here we go. Right off the bat, it's fucking groovy, baby. I was immediately like... Oh, man. Butt's moving. Well, what's interesting to me about this is that I used to hate this song, but I never really gave it a full chance. I just thought that it sounded really lame. Like, even though this was okay, I hated the entrance when Stevie comes in. This song has definitely grown on me over time because it's funky, but I I just kind of hate the way he milks this right here. I'm too high, too high, but ain't it? Okay, and it I'm, has that weird sound effect, and yeah. he's like whiny. That would always like irk me, so I'd be like, eh, this song. Okay, you said he was 23 when this came out, right? Yeah. When you said that. 16th album. A lot of things made sense to because 23, even if you've been in the music business since you're 13, you're still 23, and you're still fucking changing like crazy, right? Yeah. A lot of these things, I was like, man, this seems like... So adolescent well, on parts. The, the whole thing with this also is that younger Stevie always focused more on romantic ballads and everything just sounded like mature and just conscious, I guess. Do you mean turn it down or something? Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were concerned. No, I was um, just making sure recording was going well. And this was more of his transition into more of like a funky, groovy Stevie that he wasn't when he was, you know, a kid. He just kind of did more straightforward, serious stuff. I mean, he was soulful, but nothing kind of like this. So this is more Stevie coming into his own. Yeah. This album was very big for him. Well, it's, to me, it's got jazz stuff going on. Yeah, it's it falls into the genres of jazz, funk, soul. It says rock, which I don't know, but progressive soul. And I think progressive soul makes sense because of the synthesizers and yeah, organs. I, I like that. Like the drums right now? These are very jazz drums. Mm-hmm. It definitely has a very jazzy Which, by the way, I jazziness. love this production era. I love the sounds of these times. The, the microphones so are full. just the best. Mm-hmm. The boards that they were using were just the fucking best. So even sometimes, even if songs I don't necessarily enjoy, I can still enjoy because, like, man, listen to the saturation of that preamp. <laughs> he can play that harmonica like a motherfucker too. So how many instruments do you think he played on average on an album? Like, did he play as many as he could, or did was he hired a session guy? Like, I'm sure he hired the drummer. I'm too but like all keyboard parts are gonna be him, all harmonica. I don't know what else he's gonna be doing. Um, let's see. 
I don't think that's what I actually wanted. I don't know. I don't see it. I'll, it's just coming up. The first thing coming up, and it's completely throwing me off. It says post-release car accident. Three days. I'm just now finding this out. I had no idea. Breaking news. Three days after the commercial release of this album, okay. Stevie played a concert in Greenville, South Carolina. While on the way back, just outside of Durham, North Carolina, liner. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. No, I didn't because the next word was wonder. So my brain literally just put Carolina and wonder together. So Carolina, he was asleep in the front seat of a car being driven by his friend. When uh, they were behind a truck loaded with logs, suddenly the trucker jammed on his brakes and the two vehicles collided. Logs went flying and one smashed through the windshield, sailing squarely into Stevie Wonder's forehead. Holy shit. What? <laughs> He got final destination? I guess so. His bot His bloody and uncon wait, his he was bloody and unconscious when he was pulled from the red car. For four days he was in a coma caused by severe brain contusion. What? Fucking crazy. Uh it said it took him a long time for him to get back together okay this song's ending but I, I need to make sure that i can stop the song and keep talking about this <laughs> a car accident that i had no idea about that is fucking wild <laughs> man insane. so it says he could have easily died it, he could have just crushed his fucking head in yeah, hit was, him square in the forehead he would have been i can't come up with a good oh pun gosh. on stevie wonder for a crush uh, it says when he <laughs> regained consciousness he discovered that he had lost his sense of smell which he later largely recovered okay uh, he was deeply afraid that he may have lost his musical faculty, which makes sense. That would terrify me. Yeah. I would immediately just be like, what can I do? Um, let's see. It says that he had to take medication for a year, suffered severe headaches. Duh. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, my head hurts because I got hit in the head by a fucking lock. That's insane. Log rolls downstairs all over a pairs and in his Stevie Wonder's head. Oh, my God. So before the accident, he was scheduled to do a five-week 20-city tour, which was postponed, of course. No, he just came out there all bloodied and smashed. <laughs> the concert began with Stevie pointing to his scarred forehead, <laughs> looking up, grinning, <laughs> and giving thanks to God that I'm alive. <laughs> nah. Look at my forehead. <laughs> I made him deaf for some reason. He, every, he's he's got like this horrible like mouth mount function, but nobody wants to tell him about it because everyone's a yes man, and they're just like, "I think I'm ready to go on stage, guys," and everyone's just like, "Yeah, Stevie." <laughs> my God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he won. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So yeah, this uh, this and this won him some Grammys. This was this was good for him. Um, but yeah, that's God insane. I had damn. no idea that he had been through something like that. That's a Stevie blunder at the <laughs> at the top of his career <laughs> and at the top of his forehead. God, that's that's crazy. He was smashing. That was All exciting. right. Thank you for telling me that story. I just <laughs> found it out, and I don't even remember what you were asking me because I. Oh, it was about who played the music. Like if he played instruments on it. But I at least but for I some reason you're... Wikipedia is not providing me with that because usually fine. it will have. 
Like players and, and stuff. It, I mean, it says it has the technical personnel, like the tape operator who oh, mastered it. It was um, Gary Olazabal. Ah, oh, nice. Got Gary on the job. He's good. He's good. He knows how to run the tape from the other spool to the other spool. It is considered to be one of Stevie Wonder's greatest albums. This is, by the way. Gotcha. Well, let's continue with this greatest album. I think we should. And I think a good way to continue is to play at least a little bit of a cover by someone who... You know, oh. why not just touch on what we can? Please so this don't is... tell me yet. Will I know this person? Yeah, you will. Okay, let me hear it. Let me try and guess. This is a cover of Too High. It sounds good so far. It sounds very good. It sounds much more like elevator music now, though. It sounds really, like, full, but it doesn't have that 70s. Like music. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Michael McDonald? You bet your sweet, succulent <laughs> ass it is. Of course, that's why it sounds so elevator music and full. Oh, yeah. This is the ultimate whitewashing compared to what we just heard. It's not bad. The quality's good. He's hitting notes, but good God, is this oh, some yeah. white shit. No, Michael McDonald is a fantastic singer that's just... The tone is fucking hilarious. <laughs> mm. He's got that interesting rasp. <laughs> when that we watched her, you put on that uh, Steely Dan thing. Yeah. And they were he had to do that three like part like he was doing chords. It wasn't even like a harmony. It For was like the song peg. And he was doing actual like dyad chords. Mm-hmm. That was fucking wild when they played just his solo mm-hmm. of it. Just his vocals. Fucking great. Yeah, it wasn't very interesting. And that's like before tuning software and all that shit. Mm-hmm. We are going to move along, sir, to the next song. And uh, that's going to be the song of Visions. We're going to bring it way down for this song. <laughs> now, this song, I will say, early on... Like, the first time I heard it, I hated it. Second time, I also wasn't a big fan. But it it did kind of grow on me. I mean, there were things about it that I was able to pick out that I liked. But I will say, for me, it's not a strong song. And for me, it's weird to be so groovy and funky and to just drop it so much. Uh, I agree, and I think this album does this a few times for me personally. It does. It's really extreme. It's only nine tracks. Which I do like, but yeah, it'll just... It just... Very extreme. Jumps off a cliff <laughs> for me. But I was wondering how much of this you actually liked, because I could see myself, if I was into Stevie Wonder enough... Like, I love Lucille by uh, Frank Zappa. And, yes. And, like, I think he's got kind of the same vocal tone sometimes and like if I was really into singing and like the technicality of singing like I am with guitars and drums and stuff I think I could appreciate it a thousand times more. So do you think that Stevie Wonder has a good voice? I think Stevie Wonder has really good control. I think sometimes he makes uh, not very good choices 
Sometimes he leans into like a whiny, weird sound. Sometimes he does his grunty, yeah. full-bellied sound. Yeah. Oh, I like it when he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes I'll be like, eh. But with that said, he can do it whenever he wants. Like, he is very good at singing, and he's got a smooth voice. I don't have a smooth voice. Like, if I work at it, I can hit notes in my range, but I never have, like, a smooth voice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. So. I tried to get you to sing a couple episodes ago. (laughs) Or a few episodes ago. It was something like Like that. Like, if I pay attention to technique and I practice, I can get to a point where, like, I can hit notes. Like, I remember when I was doing a... That Beatles song, My Guitar Gently Weeps. Mm-hmm. If I don't practice that, I can't fucking do it. We have a song or a show coming up in two months, by the oh, way. Oh, shit. We need to start working. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I practice it and I do correct vocal techniques and stuff, I can do it. But I have to do that or else it's gone. I think Stevie Wonder can just naturally do that. There's just people, whether they learned it or they just for some reason. Whether they learned it. Learned it. Whether they learned it. They were educated, or if they just... Some people just figure it out. It's weird. They just do talk, like, all the time from the place that you sing from. And they always breathe that way. And they just always did that. Boy wonder. Yeah. And I think he's one of those people. He has been active in the music industry since 1961. That's 60 fucking years. Yeah, he still puts music out. Like, new music? Mm -hmm. That's good. 60 years. That's wild. <laughs> That's insane. I wish there was other artists that were still, that didn't die so long <laughs> ago that we could still see them oh, have like yeah. a 60 year career, you know? And then you wonder how many of them, yeah, it would have been like, ah, oh, God damn it, you should have died 20 years ago. <laughs> well, and everything is subjective. And yeah, a lot of times I feel I may miss things because I just write things off. Yeah. So I just want to hear Stevie for a second. He's really good right here. Okay, whatever. And uh, <laughs> great sentiment. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. I got lost in the vocals of Stevie. That's the power of music. You were talking about. Uh, I said. If people that didn't die, and then you said, well, it's all perspective. Oh, because there, I really liked an album, not the whole album, but I liked some songs that Elton John put out in the early 2000s. I thought they were really good. So I, sometimes I think that I write things off too much, so I'm just like, nah, it's new stuff, it's probably not that good. And who knows, there could be a song on there that I actually really like. So that's my fault for just writing things off. I have a question for you, because this happens to me. When a band releases new stuff, and it's like a current production quality, and it's not like this sounds like the stuff you love, does that also have a hand in, like, like, you can't even listen to the actual song of it because you're stuck on the, like, how it actually sounds, and you're like, no, I don't want it to sound like this. You're supposed to sound like this. It's Are too you clean? So you're talking about production quality, not them following current trends. Yeah, more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not musical direction, like production direction. I don't think that affects me too much because, okay. unlike you, I listen to a lot of radio, more radio-friendly things, so they're yeah. going to naturally have better 
production and sound cleaner, I think. Like, even in the way back. <laughs> like, even in the 90s, the production value was still way more stellar. <laughs> I think so, but then yeah. you have, for example, that most recent Fiona Apple album that came out that we reviewed. Yeah. And she kind of took things yeah backwards a little bit yeah, sound wise i loved it so <laughs> it's i don't know it's interesting uh i say we go ahead and move along to the next song this is a popular song by steve lind uh this was the second single off of this album this is living for the city now of course i knew this one because this of was the Dave first Chappelle. one because it's this song, Stevie Wonder. I grew up listening to Mojo, my wife. Oh, were you going to be like, Michelle? Is that what you're going to do? And then you calm yourself down? I think I was going to accidentally call you like Madrigal or something again. <laughs> I try to make a word out of Dracul and add extra letters. Is that the Michelle Al Madrigal <laughs> combination? <laughs> Madrigal? Probably, because I did listen to a podcast recently with Al Madrigal on it. But uh, I didn't recognize the first song. Uh, I mean, I did, because I think I've heard it around you. I've played it for you once, yeah. yeah. Uh, second song, didn't know it all. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I was like, ah, yeah, here we go. And then I was like, wait a minute, doesn't something happen at the end of this song? <laughs> something does happen in this song. Uh, this is the Stevie Wonder sound that is my favorite. Like his voice tone, the upbeat... All the instrumentation, like the, the organ sound. This is like my favorite style of Stevie. And I like the extra synth added stuff. Yeah. Because it's like 70s synth. I don't like 80s. Well, I shouldn't say 80s synth because I like Devo, but like. I understand the difference. I don't like like techno synth. Mm-hmm. I like 70s. It was still knobs and like A actual electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would love an old Moog synthesizer from the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. I could be your old Moog. Doesn't that sound like another term for old bag? Yeah, it does. Like Come the here, old, old Moog. Chain. I don't know, the old Moog's being a real bitch. <laughs> I don't know, I gotta ask my old Moog. <laughs> I don't know what it means, and I don't know that I care. So, we, were, we have this uh, calendar at work for the office. Mm-hmm. It's office trivia from the show The Office. Jeff's obsessed with this show. And he was asking me questions from it today. And uh, one of the things I brought up was that someone eats something called mung beans? Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, you know what I've always thought mung I, was, yeah. which is a horrifying concept. <sighs> so when I heard him say mung beans today, fucking weirded me out, man. That's a real thing. Mung beans are real. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Why would anybody kill a girl, sew her up, put beans inside, and then pop them out later? That makes no sense to me. Because they're tasty. <laughs> it's fermented. <laughs> what do you think about this song? You love it, don't you? I love this song. Yeah. It's uh, talking about... It's a spe- I don't know if it's a specific case. I don't know if it's a true story. But it just talks about the injustice of someone getting jailed for a long time, which happens a lot. Racial injustice. It's true that a lot of black neighborhoods are targeted. It's true that 
everyone knows that more black people are in jail than anyone else in this country. So, and it's been talked about since the fucking seventies and, well, and, and earlier. But here's your proof that here's your at least one timestamp. It's how how a white man can rape someone or multiple people and get less time than a black man who sold a joint. It's insane. I like this recent John Oliver episode where he was talking about like are the police raids, raids? and it was like why why the fuck are we doing raids to find an amount of drugs that you can flush down the toilet in 20 seconds? Yep. Like yeah, good fucking point. Mm-hmm. Bust into my fucking house and probably shoot my dog in the fucking head and scare my kids potentially if you have kids. Or what did they? They threw some bomb. Oh, they threw that fucking flashbang. Into in that into baby's crib. crib with a baby in it. Yeah. Jeez, we don't have to get. Here's this part. This part's the. But yeah, this is the part. We'll let you hear it if you're not familiar with the song. New York City, just wow. the way I imagined it. Wow. New York, just like I pictured it. Pictured? Skyscraper. Everything. The music's telling you that something's different. Yeah, I really like the weird dissonant synthesizer stuff that's like creepy sounding a little bit. Tense sounding, I should say. The jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. And that was Sam's favorite part that he mentioned earlier. (laughs) Nice turnaround. That was funny. He's going full Molly Hatchet voice right now. Uh huh. (laughs) You don't think Molly Hatchet was doing a Stevie Wonder? I'm sure. Stevie Wonder wasn't the first to do this voice, right? It seems like a... You think Molly Hatchet was? No, but I just always <laughs> refer to it as the Molly Hatchet voice. This is probably like an old soul like gospel trick, right? Maybe, but I I think I've said before, I, I consider it a more an old soul yeah, yeah. sound. I, I mean, I agree, but it's just funnier to say the Molly Hatchet voice. <laughs> Stevie would do it. Uh, Otis Redding would make all kinds of sounds. Yeah. that guy from Molly Hatchet does any other voice? I think I say the Molly Hatchet voice because all these other artists do another voice. But I think the Molly Hatchet guy is just... That's, <laughs> that's a speaking voice and all of the above. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm going to McDonald's. Do you want something? So that means when he is deep within his slumber uh-huh. and he's dreaming about something wild and he's going to mutter in his sleep and it's going to be like... <laughs> and then it's always followed by flirting with disaster, flirting with the pastor. <laughs> Go ahead and just. Uh... That was a little backup for the Steve Meister. Well, I wanted, as I called him earlier, the well, Steve Meister. No, what was his last name? It's Stevelin. <sighs> Judd Judd. That's what I call him. Judd Judd. Judkins. Yeah. Stevelin Hardaway Judkins. When we used to hang out. What at is the, that? Uh, when we used to hang out at the old farm, I'd say 
Judd, Judd, you know you're going to be a famous piano player one day. And he'd say, Oh, Popo. Well, we're going to listen to another cover of this is a awesome. Stevie Wonder song. This is also Michael McDonald. This is the cover of Living for the City. <laughs> He has got some soul for a white man, but god damn does he have a weird tone. He's got soul. He's got soul in the way that like he is definitely giving it his all. But the tone of the soul is not there. Oh, it's goofy as fuck. <laughs> but he's giving it his fucking all. You know he's in the studio like well, it is about two and a half minutes shorter than the other version, so I'm assuming it doesn't have that little skit part at the end. Which wouldn't it be funny if it did? <laughs> like an oh updated version. Well, I like to think that he wanted it in there, but the producer of the album was like, "Dude, we can't fucking do that." And he's like, oh, "I'm not doing it. I want to let people know I'm living for the city." All right, we're gonna move Please on. Let me say that word. We're Please gonna we're gonna move on to the next song, "Golden Lady," which is another song. Well, I do want to say it's interesting because it starts different than the song is. You kind of feel like it's oh god, we're gonna get another song that just drops down. Yeah, I definitely had that. That was definitely my roller coaster for mm-hmm. sure. But then it does start to change. This song grew on me. I I do want to say that again. some groove I love the bass tone mm-hmm. so 70s sounding yeah it's got love a, it it's got a very Marvin Gaye sound because mm-hmm. they're putting in those uh, bongos or congas I don't know which one they are but yeah this song has been stuck in my head off and on uh, I really and I'm surprised because at first I was just kind of like nah and then yeah, it's just really grown on me. Not that I'm going to go around saying, this is a great song, you should listen to it, but I've come to enjoy this song a lot. Uh, how many singles were on this album? And was this one of them? Because I don't think I've ever heard this song before. I don't think I had before this either. There were four total singles. We've only heard one of them, which is Living for the City. It was the second one. Okay, you've said a few things that are making me think something. And it might ruin something at the end, but I gotta know now. What? Is this the first time you actually sat down and listened to this album in full? For this out, al- for this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have this on vinyl. Yeah. So I don't think it's the first time I maybe have heard it. But this isn't like an album you were familiar with. This Correct. is a dive for you in a way too. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that, but you said a few things that I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, this song was definitely falls in the vein of where I've been someone who has been more of a shuffling song sort of person. So I found an album that had some songs on that I really enjoyed and went based off of that. And not just that, because I really enjoy another album of his, but it has 21 tracks. So I chose this also because it was shorter than that. (laughs) Good idea. Um, this song for me, personally, I definitely was scared it was going to be like the downer yeah. again. 
but I was pleasantly surprised, but I wasn't. It never, never like stuck in my head. I never thought about this song like after it was done playing. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not not enjoyable. Like I love the bongos going on. I just like seventies tones once again. It's yeah. got a very Marvin Gaye feel. I don't feel like it's hooky as a Marvin Gaye thing, but it's got that feel. Even a Curtis Mayfield feel to it as well. I agree. And I fucking love Curtis Mayfield stuff. So I can just sit back and enjoy. But it never like stuck in my head. I think yeah. it's because his voice is so smooth in this song. Nothing like jumped out at me. <laughs> he's got a very sense. smooth voice in this. Like it, he's laid back. In his it. natural voice is very smooth but yeah, he can just get really yeah, yeah. yeah like living for the city like that is so belted and, mm-hmm. and big it just shoves in your head. Like, even this part that's big, he's still, like, restraining himself to sound like smooth as fucking butter. <laughs> I'll say this, being with you, I definitely appreciated African-American male voices more. I've always loved soul and funk and stuff, but the actual tone of the voice I've paid way more attention to since being with you. And it's, if I was a lady, I'd be wet. <laughs> I definitely put Stevie Wonder's voice way up there for sure. There's good reason. This is the kind of voice, like, I always grew up knowing every, like, soul and R&B artist, you know, they would always say Stevie Wonder's a huge influence. Mm -hmm. And now that I actually sat down and listened to it, like, yeah, I know, I've heard hundreds of artists since this try to get that same, like, smooth and back and a lot achieve it in their own Mm -hmm. way. But it's coming from this... And like people like you know Otis Redding, Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke and Otis Redding are probably my favorite male soul voices of all time. But I would put Stevie Wonder probably right behind them. Yeah, it's in the same world. But there are so many. Yeah. So for me, that would be a little harder to pinpoint. Lots of talent. There's so much talent. It really is. We are going <laughs> to listen to one more song and then we're going to take a break. This was the first single. I would say it's one of, it's not Superstition, that's not on this album, but it is one of the more well-known songs, excuse me, by Stevie Wonder. It is Higher Ground. Oh, yeah. The song rules. Fuck yeah, I love this. Everything about this. They put like a wah pedal on a fucking organ or something. I don't know what they did, but it sounds great. It doesn't sound like a guitar to me. If it is, it's fucking awesome, but I don't know what the hell it is. The bass. Oh, yeah. It's all good. The bass is very driving. It's almost like a walk. Mm -hmm. Like It makes you just want to move. And it's another one of those songs that are kind of compared to when we did the Machine Head album by Deep Purple. It's more simple. But it's strong. Yeah. It's a song you've probably heard a lot. Yeah. There's nothing crazy happening, but what is being done is clean and precise, and it may be simple, but it's good. Yeah. Good and so, tight. Mm-hmm. On the break, I have to make sure the album I chose isn't... We haven't already done it. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Please remind me if I don't tell you I did it. You said this was the first single off the sound? Yes. I would say it's a good driving That's, yeah. song to buy an album. 
And Living for the City, that was the single? That was the second one. Okay. Yeah. But it was an edited version, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even this bass line? And they're backing it up with that fucking synth bass. Yeah, the song's fucking killer. Yeah, it's really good. You said superstition earlier? Yeah. And it reminded me, I think in that movie Good Burger, they're on the road or something. Okay. And they, like, sing superstition at one point or something. I saw Keenan and Kel doing something with superstition at one point. Oh, I, they do. Uh, they do that one not, parliament not song. Not skin deep. Huh? Isn't it not skin deep? Or Is that not what that song is called? Uh, something like that. Isn't that the one that's like, Christ, come on, that shit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm now. <laughs> that's like the main song of that movie, though. Do fries come with that shake is the good burger like, intro song. I believe so. I could be wrong, but I thought something like that. Because it's Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. You know that he does cameos. Who? Cal. Of course. You know this guy. Hey, it's Ed. Welcome to Good Burger, home of Good Burger. Ha ha. Hey, skin deep. I do. It's (laughs) called Knee Deep. Knee Deep. Is that song? You know who else does cameos? And I shouldn't have told you this because I. Almost was gonna get it for you, but I can't bring myself to do it. Ew. Snake. A slippery snake. A snake. <laughs> I think you'll still like it if I get it for you. Nothing it will ever be. Chip Chipperson. Yeah. I watched it today. I watched it three times today. <laughs> Is it because that person liked it? Oh, I didn't see anything like that. Oh, they must have liked my post of it. Someone must have. I saw it because uh, it showed up after the video that you put out. And then I remember Zach uh, talked about how he had watched it again recently. And it was uh, it was enjoyable. I do want to play Knee Deep real quick just so you can remember what that song is. Sounds good to me. I didn't have a lot to say about that song. The last song because it was so good. Yeah, it's good. You just say it's good. Yeah, this song kicks ass. Are we going out to break on this song? We're not, unfortunately. Can we listen a little bit longer? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, when George Clinton fucking gets it right, he gets it so fucking right. But then when he's in a crack haze and he gets it wrong, he gets it so wrong. <clears throat> yeah, so that was knee deep for you to reminisce on and remember what it even is. I love being Mr. Death Metal, and then at the same time, I'm like, George Clinton is the best person of all time. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are familiar because, of course, you know, some covers uh, are things that I want to bring back a little bit here and there, just yeah. sprinkle them in. But I think a lot of people are probably familiar with this because this was this was a released cover, I believe. Yeah, was this on an album? Yeah, it was. Mother's Milk. Is that the one he did with uh, Georgie Clint? No. Okay. But this is Red Hot Chili Peppers, if you weren't able to tell, which would be odd, because it's pretty obvious. I would think so, especially when Anthony Keith gets in there. I used to call him Keith Keeds back in the day. Keith Keeds? Keith Keeds. We would hang out. No one says that, Sam. We would do blow off of his family's coffee table when he was 11. <laughs> That's weird. That's what he said on fucking Behind the Music. He was like, hey, let's walk over and just be like, 
We're actually going to listen to this as we go to break. What is this? And it's the live Ooh. video, which is unfortunate. Is this more Michael bad. McDonald? Keep on learning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Keep on like the thickness of stew while others prefer the thin consistency of soup. Here at companies and businesses, we want to help you find middle ground. So we came up with stew soup to help you do just that. Bridge the gap between left and right and just find peace. This world is a crazy place right now and sometimes all you need is a nice hot bowl of stew soup. Stew soup. So you set up the location and the characters, and then as the bit goes on, you find that the characters, they're a little bit strange. And because they're a little bit strange, weird things happen. And then they start to scream real loud because you didn't write any actual jokes to the bit, so you just scream in place of actual comedy. And then you throw something off microphone like that, and it gets you a little effect that you use too much, and you think it's going to be funny. It's probably not. And then you bring it real down. You bring it down because you heightened so much before right at the beginning. So you got to bring it down, you know, because if it's that crazy all the time, it's it's probably not going to be any good. So then at the end there, when everything gets crazy again, they all start screaming again. So we got characters just screaming at each other. Ah, ah, ah. And then one of the characters, he gets mad, takes off his headphones. He throws it on the table, you know, to get that off microphone effect again. And then he storms over. And then uh, you open the door. You get a nice slam effect. And you put music behind it and you post it. I don't, hold on. Do I know, would I know the name of this artist? You would never think of, you would never guess this person. Okay. Then I'm okay. But she has the same color hair as you. Huh? She has the same hair color as you. Bryce Dallas Howard? No. But she also ruins another song after this. But my God, this is Lindsay Lohan from the soundtrack from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I don't know. But I have to also play the end of this because she also, it's a three-part song. 
and I'm very upset about that and this because I don't know what the first song is. I don't know what this is. You will. She altered the... Well, someone did alter the lyrics. Oh. 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 Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, dude, we're not even going to do that? It was only one time. That was oh, it. Lindsay Lohan can do anything right. Yeah, because she's the one who made that decision. <laughs> uh-huh. How's it going? We're back. We're I back really hated break. what I just welcomed everyone back oh, with. But yeah. yes, welcome back most from people the do, break. except for Travis. Yeah, he's probably like, I love Lindsay Lohan. She can say whatever she wants to me. He just likes a lot of girls from that age range, because that was his age. So I think he likes like Lizzie McGuire and shit. Oh. Whatever her fucking name is. What is her name? She is Hillary Duff. Good job. Wow. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I watched Lizzie McGuire. I, it was one of those shows that I was too old to be watching. Me too. Same As, thing. And, uh, what was that other show? That Even was on Stevens. Even That's Stevens. So Raven. Those were my. I'm too I, old I to watch. I these. didn't do that. So Raven. It's so mysterious to me. I, I yeah. prefer out of all those. Even Stevens was by far the best. Yeah, I'll agree. That was a good show. And I think even now, I could probably watch it and be like, well, I understand why I liked it. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a weird-looking kid on it, too. And what's his name? That was, what was his name? Shia LaBeouf. He was really good in that. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Well, I told people say that he's actually like a really good actor, but he's just a fucking psycho. He is, but then there have been stories coming out about how he wasn't great to women in past relationships that doesn't so. surprise me he's a fucking nutbag he's one of those people we are going to move back into this stevie wonder inner visions album that we are reviewing what was that one movie with uh or not movie a show it was also on disney and it had that guy <laughs> he was in punisher and punisher yeah he got his lip rings ripped out Oh, I don't think that was... That was Erie, Indiana. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That was Flash Forward. Okay. It was Flash Forward. What's that kid's name? It was a, There was like a girl and a boy. I love him. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Ben Foster, Flash yeah. Forward. It's, ben Foster is way cooler than Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> ben Foster ruled. That yeah. was... <laughs> that was a very short-lived TV show from... Yeah, 1995 to 1997. The very end of 95 to 97. Yeah, I watched that too. Oh shit, that had some fa- some familiar looking faces. Really? On that show as well. Who? You wouldn't know. Ben Foster? He's one of them. Gotcha. He's probably the main one for you. We're going to, like I said, go ahead and get back into this Let's album with Jesus, Children of America. This is another song that grew on me because I think he performs it tremendously well. I'm going to have to listen to his performance then because this is a song that was uh, low on my list. Just because it's about Jesus? I can't really remember why. It's a mook bass. It's a good sounding song. I think he sounds good in it. I got all my listens in pretty fast, so I kind of lost familiarity, so I need to re-remind myself. No, wait. 
This was the song that I thought was going to be lame. No, this song's fine. I like the uh, tambourine action in there. The Fender Rhodes electric piano. The Haunter clavinet. Ah, uh, clavinet. That's what the fucking 70s and 60s sound is. That's that Bernie Worrell fucking magic. This might be a song where I think his vocals get ridiculous at one point. I can't remember. I'm not set, setting that in stone. You said the song grew on you, though? Oh, yeah. A lot. Because that's another song. I honestly saw the song title, Jesus <laughs> Children of America, and I was like, what? Because he is someone who will pull in, you know, gospel stuff. Yeah. And I, I just thought this song, I was like, where is this song going to go? And uh, I actually enjoy it quite a lot. I think it has a very classic Stevie Wonder sound. I think his voice is good in it. I think the song, the music is interesting. It's definitely not boring. This has a parliament feel to me. Because it's just the same uh, driving backing riff the whole time. And the changes are what they sing over it. And maybe add like an instrument here and there that does something but it's still basically that are you happy when you stick a needle in your veins I'm sure when people do that heroin there's a temporary happiness oh my god (laughs) I mean it's gotta be awesome if it ruins lives no I mean like I've already always said I'm not always but I've said for a while as an adult like People are doing drugs for a reason. <laughs> but the idea of shooting something into my arm where it's kind of so intense when it hits me that I have to, like, lay back and stuff. Like, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Or I'm like, yeah. Like, no, that's... No. That's getting blasted, man. <laughs> yeah, that's straight into the bloodstream. That's... When I was in jail the first <laughs> time, there was this guy that was a coke addict. And by the end of his... Before he got arrested, he was shooting up coke. And uh, when he he had to go to the nurse to get like a even, like some shot, like a staph infection shot or something. Yeah. And uh, once she got the needle out and started tying him off, he s- said he on purpose went like, "Oh yeah." Uh. And she was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I just love needles." Uh. And then she like almost refused to give him the shot because he was being that way. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> Like, this guy is going to get a boner while I'm giving him a staph infection shot. This is the same guy that he said that him and his wife, they went to rob a house, oh, this nice house, and the doors were locked, but they were supposed to be unlocked. Like, they had an inside connection. And uh, he was like, shit, it's, we can't do it. And he like turned around to leave, and all of a sudden he just sees his wife running past him with a huge fucking rock in her hand, and she just throws a rock through the fucking glass door. Oh, my God. And he said that it went through, and he looked at her, and it was like a Bonnie and Clyde moment, and he literally was like, I fucking love you. And then they ran in and robbed the fucking place to sell shit for Coke. They were parents. Good people. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> being a parent definitely doesn't suddenly make you a good person. That's for fucking sure. We are going to move along to the next song, which surprises me that it wasn't a single in some sense. Uh, I did see that it was covered by Barbara Streisand. Um, and I'm sure she probably had some success with it because this is a good song, but it was never a single. Here is All is All in Love is Fair. I was going to say All is Fair in Love because he says that a lot in the song. Now, let me get your opinion on this song. Because uh, you've said things have grown on you. Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this one of them? Why? Because you, you loathe this? I could not handle this. This is so fucking... Schmaltz to me. Game. You like it, don't you? He has like a perfect vibrato. <laughs> I just can't take this style of song. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I don't, uh, it's not like a song. I don't. I'm not like yeah, this song. Because I I do think I don't love how it dips off so much how it can be so something so catchy and then it just drops to something so still because he's not totally out of his you know he never totally leaves his ballad stevie side but he really will just drop it down it's just really dramatic the song is really dramatic it almost seems like theatrical uh yeah that's a good it's a good word for it I but agree. i think it's gorgeous it's very theatrical Hey, do you like other songs in this vein, like of an artist that you like the voice of? Yeah, I can go kind of low with stuff like this, where it's just, yeah, a, a vein you'd never be comfortable in. I, I know. This is like, I'm not like miserable, but I'm just like, I could never. You said you had a hard time with it. So you had a hard I mean, time getting through it. This was a song that I definitely was like. This could end right about now. Oh, nope. <laughs> did it just did it just sound bland to you? I just don't like this chord structure. I don't like this style. I don't like that big. I, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels very uh, showman in a way I don't enjoy. I don't think it's not talented because I there's no fucking way in hell I can sing. With that long vibrato, that he holds the notes out for a very long time. I mean, it takes talent. It's just gorgeous. I would skip it every fucking time I had the chance. This would be a song I'd go to the bathroom during a show. But maybe not. He could do it live, and I might be like, "That was fucking beautiful." <laughs> I would, I would probably shed a tear if I saw oh, I this live. If you saw Stevie Wonder, you're gonna cry more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't cry Depending w- on what is I don't know I didn't he, cry when I saw Elton John You didn't? Mm-mm. I don't think so I don't think it was a was, was his voice powerful enough? It just wasn't It wasn't a, a great show Gotcha I'm sure there was a point in his career Where he could have That's why I was gonna ask I don't know if you You in the harps, angels come in from the corners. Wings with up. Horns. Release downward. Uh, I don't know if Stevie lost any quality or anything. Like you know, unfortunately, people as they get older, like you'd be like, ah, they just don't have it anymore. Uh-huh. 
does Stevie like that way, or is he, or is he so like root? Uh, I didn't. Regimented I didn't that f- it's fine. Follow much because he got really cheesy in the eighties. Yeah. And like Ebony and Ivory with <laughs> Paul McCartney was awful. Ebony and Ivory. Oh God. Is it go to exactly like that? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't follow up. It's just, I think it went, it's just not really in my vein, because I think he may have gone a little more in the gospel mm-hmm. range of things. I, I guess I'm more asking, does he still have the same singing ability? How are there so many Michael McDonald versions? I fucking love that you put this much work into this and finding all these. I did this while you took a shit before we started the podcast. Yeah, the fourth shit of the day. <laughs> you did say when I came out, ah, I was working on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something I had thought of. When you had within the last like minute and a half of you being in there, because I was I was looking, and I was like, man, there are all these Michael McDonald songs. I was like, man, wouldn't that be funny if I just put like as many Michael McDonald covers as I could find from this album, and uh, there are uh, enough. That's it's very funny to me. <laughs> so I'm glad that you enjoy that, and I'm glad that you knew immediately as soon as it started. Fuck a sick. There's even a certain production tone now that I'm used to now, I guess. I figured out. You can just Just on the it. first note of the piano, I was like, oh no. And the look you had as soon as you played it. And you just played it as I was talking to. It was, it was planned. It was planned. <laughs> it sure was. So, uh, there are two more singles and there are two more songs on this album. So I say we go ahead and get into the next song, which is the third single. This is a song I was also familiar with before this album. This is Don't You Worry About a Thing. Yeah, yeah, this is a one. <laughs> this is one that's been around. This beginning is ridiculous. It's very, uh, I mean, because it has a very, you know, kind of like Latin flair. Latin, yeah. But he goes very strong here. Well, like, I don't understand how you can, because, like, I've been to, you know, Paris, Beirut, you know, I've been to Iraq, Iran. Sexy. Iraq, Iran. Oh, my God. Fluent Spanish. Todo está bien. Chévere. Chévere. Say it, Sam. Chévere. Chévere. <laughs> You're a disappointment. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to do it for real. Chévere. 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 I assume you also don't like this song. No. What do you think about this? No, I do like this song. I've got a nice groove. I, I really like the uh, added instruments, like the shaker thing that's going on. Yeah, let me see real quick. No, and I like his voice too. And he, he doubles his voice on this shakers. that he doesn't do uh, every song. Uh huh. And I think it sounds nice. I think it's good. There's also a Latin gourd played in this. Latin gourd, nice. It says that on this song, Stevie Wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, he did the lead vocal, backing vocal, piano, drums, and the Moog bass. It was all Stevie. Moog, baby! Someone named Yusuf Roman played the shaker, and then Sheila Wilkerson did the bongos and the Latin gourd. So this is mostly Stevie. And actually, that seems to be the case on most of these songs. Kind of what I expected. 
expected. Old Judd Judd, he was always one to do it himself. He could just do everything. He was the clavinet player, the vocals. He did the tambourine. He's the drummer and the Moog bass player. God damn it, that's the second time now you've been telling me he's been playing my old Moog. He's also the synthesizer player. You know what that company made that synthesizer? My old Moog. Yeah, Stevie, I didn't realize he had his hands in so much of what he created. I didn't. I mean, I knew he was talented. I knew he had taught himself many different instruments, but he really utilizes his talents when he creates. It's really his creation, and I respect that even more. I do too. I like it when people are. Uh, and that's awesome that he's the very fucking, heavily involved. He's the drummer. Like, he's the one being funky and groovy and Wait, shit. you said he played the drums? And the Moog bass player. He's the drummer and the bass oh, player. Oh, that's killer. Isn't it? I missed the drum part. I was thinking about talking about my old Moog. Yeah, he's the drums and the bass. And I most songs, the synthesizer, the congas, the hand claps. You know what? I have watched Stevie Wonder play the drums. And I was impressed. He's amazing. He's He's a wonder. You could find that on YouTube. Look at Stevie Wonder playing the drums. He's like, I'm blind. And then he stops and he goes, well, not completely. I think that song is super, uh, it's got a real nice mellow groove. Very mellow groove, very clean sounding. Uh, His voice Pristine Is super clean Yeah Pristine with a Back in the day When they used like These mics and the real boards Like analog shit You could get this real nice Saturation without distortion Yeah Nowadays Like digital It's hard to do that Mm-hmm And so I just get these Real rich warm tones On top of being already like You have like a nice Rich warm voice anyway and then yeah. you add a mic that just boosts that quality already he definitely has a warm voice yeah. that's for sure that's a good descriptive term I think they call that a verb no way adjectives are words we use to really describe things if it weren't for I'm glad you know because I'm the son of an English teacher and I have no fucking clue if it weren't for schoolhouse rock I wouldn't remember adjectives are words we use to really describe things I said verb that's an action word dumbass I'm an amendment to be as an amendment to be. So, yeah, that song's super fun. But what's crazy, again, I want to bring up is that Michael McDonald over the years has covered so many songs of Stevie Wonder, especially from this album. Are we about to have another one? So, I think it's really just interesting that he seems to really be inspired by Stevie Wonder. Don't you think, Sam? I think. I almost feel like it's not going to be Michael McDonald now. <laughs> You fucking rickrolled me. <laughs> I've literally never rickrolled anyone in my life. <laughs> but I did it here for you, Sam. But the way that I... Uh, I was lying to you. Something was up. It's because I'm not good at being sly sometimes. <laughs> no stranger to He's got uh, almost a Michael McDonald you know roundness. And so do I. Yeah. Like that Eddie Vedder girl. Yeah, I don't know Eddie Vedder's right, but no, Michael but McDonald's like, the right vein. When I say round, like some guys just for some reason like fucking I've gotta make you understand. 
Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around here. Oh, I thought I was just having fun. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You were having fun. You didn't have to think. Sorry about that. I uh, I did. She went into a zone. I poorly ricked rolled you. Her I'm, eyes rolled back on her head. She foamed at the mouth. Trembling. Yeah, my I, my body just started raising like I was a marionette. In the air is weird. We have one more song and we have one more single. This is the last single, surprisingly, and this is the last song. He's Mistra, know it all. Yeah, that bothers me. Do you have any insight on that, or is it just a weird thing? Mistra? Yeah. I don't know. I got. I have weird feelings about this song. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad song, but I don't understand what the fuck he's doing here. What is this supposed to be? I don't think it's a bad song, but I don't think it's a good song. It's almost. To me, the music feels like he's reaching for some si- sort of, like, we are the world yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I get the same fucking vibes. But the lyrics, are horrible. I don't get that at all. <laughs> like, there's no connection between what's happening lyrically and musically. It's almost got a uh, Paul McCartney. Kind of, because it's this mode, this level, this energy, most of the songs. He gets into it a little bit, but yeah, this is just a weird, it's almost, um, it just almost has like a worshipy type sound as well. Worshipy. Like, like almost, yeah, kind of like worship, simple gospel type church music, even though, again, the music and the lyrics do not line up yeah I don't understand this song I don't understand why he would release it again not terrible but it makes no sense to me this song confuses me very much you brought up uh, what the fuck is it called schoolhouse rock it almost has a lame schoolhouse like you know remember schoolhouse some schoolhouse rocks were like more some, laid back. Some were lame. Yeah, this one is some. It's got a vibe of it to it. Like it's almost like he could be teaching us the alphabet right now to this fucking song. A B C D E F. The consonants. <laughs> What's an adverb? What's a verb? What's an adjective? What's the word? It's, this is definitely a horrible way to end an album. I know why he ended it with this, because you, you said it's got that We Are the World vibe, and almost like a... But, to, I don't know, to still be calling somebody out to feel like he missed you know-it-all. He's got a counterfeit dollar in his hands. <laughs> Yeah, this song is just—it's just something that I think. It's just—I don't know. Oh, there he goes. Now this part, like, all right. I like the claps they added in, but it's still, you know, it's not, it's not great. But yeah, I like again, this song's not terrible. It's just. I don't know. It's just odd to me to end the album with this. Yeah. 
but I, I mean, he does slip into these weak-ass things sometimes, <laughs> so it happens. Well, he falls into things all the time. You can't see. But he grabs things that are falling, so... It sounds like he's a uh, sympathy getter. Oh, I fell. He grabs the prenup as his marriage is falling. <laughs> of course. That shit is probably framed it on the wall. Don't, oh, yeah. Don't forget, bitch. When they get into arguments, he points at it. <laughs> he always knows what direction that thing's in. You can either stay here and still have a wage, or you can walk out that fucking job. <laughs> but he doesn't say anything about wage. He says, you want these Stevie Fingers? These fingers of wonder. After you said Stevie Fingers, you wiped your mouth because you just took a drink of water, but it looked like you were getting ready to do the like smelling your two fingers Ew. thing that guys do. Like... <laughs> now that definitely wasn't a thought in my mind. But... <laughs> I, I really thought that was about to happen. That's gross. <laughs> I've always thought that was disgusting. It's always really funny to weird somebody out doing it. No, I mean if it, if someone truly just has the smell of vagina on your fingers. Fucking wash your hands, you monster. Yeah, you, you That's like, disgusting. You go to your friend the next morning and you're at work and you're like, hey, smell this. <laughs> you haven't washed your hands once? No, because I couldn't. What keeps smelling it? You fucking pig. <laughs> Get out of here. So that was the uh, Stevie Wonder album, Inner Visions. We are now officially, primarily, and... Uh, <laughs> to the part of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. I gotta say this first. Steven Wonder ain't got shit on me. I've got questions. You've got questions. Questions. Why did I choose this? Like I had said previously, I liked some of the songs, and I chose based this album based off of that. What do I think you thought when I gave it to you? Okay. I don't think you were excited. I don't think you were bummed. I think you were just like, okay, it's Stevie. It'll probably be okay. Okay. What was your judgment prior to listening to it? Basically that. Like, I think this is going to be f- Fine. Yeah. Like, not a, a little more than a, eh. Yeah. It was more like, all right, this, this should be just fine. Okay. Do you know how many times that you listened to this in uh, the last week? I listened to the full album the full three times, and then I listened to certain songs like a handful more times. Because there's okay. a couple of songs in here that are just fucking good. Okay. I got like seven listens in on this. I listened a little bit. Uh, I kind of pushed myself a little further, and... I don't know, it was just kind of an easy go-to at points when I didn't really know what to listen to. Um, Sam's least favorite song on the album. What do you think it is? I think that your least favorite song on the album is... Visions. Incorrect. Is it Jesus, Children of America? No, it's All in Love is Fair. Oh, yeah, I should have remembered that because you were so vocal about how much you hated it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's not my... It's so opposite of my thing. (laughs) 
I I fucking agree. killer. I understand there's talent. I just don't yeah, enjoy no. it. I just, I just wanted to highlight where I think that you're incorrect. But yeah, what is it about <laughs> that song that you hate so much? I, I can't really explain. It's just it's just so cheesy, so schmaltzy, so like nothing I've ever been into. It, it seems like almost Barbara Streisandy to me. Like <laughs> only because I gave you that name because she covered it. I told oh, you she well, covered that, it. that helps. But yeah, it just seems like so like I don't know show tuny. It's just not. I don't know theatrical. Do you know wrong. what you would guess that my least favorite? I song think is? your least favorite song is Visions. Oh, boo. Damn it. Um, This one's tough because it actually, I've gone back and forth between that and he's Mr. Know-it-all. Oh, damn it. That's what I should have said. Um, And to be honest, I I think I'm going to give it to Mr. Know-it-all. He's Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. Because it, at least Visions is pretty. This song is just a clunker for me. I would st- have stopped the album. We, we both knew the fucking answer, and we yeah. both loved it out. God damn it. Yeah. Not, I also don't enjoy that song. So. Not my bag. <laughs> so what do I think that your most favorite song is? I am going to say, I don't think it's going to be anything that you didn't know before you listened to this album. My guess is that you think the best song on this... Uh, I'm between two. What two are you between? I'm between Higher Ground and Living for the City. Okay. But I think that you like the groove of Higher Ground more. So I'm saying Higher Ground. Sam, what is your favorite song? My favorite song. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Is actually, don't you worry about a thing. Because you even asked me. <laughs> you even said oh, something like... Oh, like I didn't even know if I you s- had, were familiar with it. It's this one. Yeah, I, the instrumentation for me is the best in the whole album. I like love all this. the stuff that's added in there, all that. Isn't it wild that that's Stevie? Yeah, it is pretty it's cool. It's crazy. I had no idea. And I had no idea that he had. He took a fucking piece of lumber, threw a windshield <laughs> to the forehead. Yeah, right. He's a maniac. <laughs> yeah, I just think there's really good grooves in this. I think it's a really good example of his singing voice to be smooth. You have this appalled look on your face. I don't know why. So you know what's weird as fuck that I did not notice until this second when I looked at this album cover is that these super these these inner visions that he's having. Are you looking at the album cover? How do I, how do I look at it big? You have, would have to click on the song, but okay. turn it down so I can't All hear right. anything that's happening. It looks like he has a piece like a a big piece of lumber going to his yeah, head it does even though it looks like it's supposed to be like his inner visions yeah, and like what he's seeing and like stuff. beaming out yeah. but it looks like maybe there's a piece of wood <laughs> beaming into his head it does look and that happened three days after this was released he fucking called it weird he had the inner visions that he was going to be impaled that's, that's right where he got fucking nailed by that piece <laughs> oh of my god okay what do you think my favorite song is oh man this is hard because this could go either way you you're you could be like no i think his voice is beautiful in a song that i think is lame okay so What song do you think is my favorite off of this? I have no fucking clue. Higher Ground. No, but that's good. 
it's the song that has your favorite word in it. It's <laughs> living for the city. Excuse me. And, I thought maybe this one that was word gonna be too radio sell. played for you. No, the song rolls. That's why I didn't choose this. Ugh, there's so much smile they on my arm don't right use now. People just it's a really good song. Just Is there a death metal version of a Stevie Wonder song? I couldn't find any. I hope not. I did kind of look, <laughs> but I feel like that would definitely be some sort of Please, sacrilegious... nobody do that. <laughs> All right, so how old was I when I first started listening to this? I was 35. It was this last week. How did I originally feel about it? I liked it. I thought it had some clunkers on it, um, even for just having nine tracks. But the songs that I like, I like, and there were songs that I learned and enjoyed. So, And it seems like, at first it sounds like you thought there were more clunkers, and then it got less clunk. Yeah, like, I would say I originally, you know, the first time I heard it, I was just kind of like, eh, okay. But I still thought that it was strong enough to give you, and... um it grew on me, so I would say overall, it was a more positive album than negative for me. Uh, would I recommend it today? Uh, it wouldn't be the Stevie Wonder album that I would recommend, I would say that, because, excuse me, the album that I actually wanted to give you, but couldn't because of the length, is Songs in the Key of Life. Which is thought of to be his yeah. biggest album. I also have that on vinyl. Um, this has Sir Duke, I Wish, Pastime Paradise, Isn't She Lovely, As, which is my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time. Um, what? Isn't she lovely? As. A- the song As? Oh, I don't know what that is. That's this song. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it, but. I don't recognize this song. I think you know it. Oh, okay, yeah. Favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time. Yeah. As it gives me chills, the song does. But yeah, I couldn't give you an album with 21 tracks on it. So, uh, you all right? Having some allergy issues over there? Going on, yeah. Rubbing your eyes. Yeah. Also had All Day Sucker on it. I like that song. Um, so I wish know, I had an all day sucker on that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend that album, Sam. I'm sure you wouldn't listen to it again. So, how would you rate this zero to ten? Uh, I'll give this a seven. Really? You'd give it that high? I thought you'd give it like a five. I think a five is. I think there's too much musical talent to give it a five. Okay. I'll give it a six then. Okay. Let's go with a six. That makes more sense. Not that I'm trying to talk you down. I just thought that seven. So five seems like an, five seems like an insult. Nah, yeah, I mean that's up to you. To me, it seems like I'll go six. Point six six. <laughs> so that rounds up to seven, like the you said. The number of the Steve. The Stevel. So, Sam, we are finished officially with Wait, talking. what rating do you give it? I, I never give it a rating, but do you want me to? Yeah. I would probably give it a seven. 
Gotcha. But for it to be seven on your radar was just unacceptable to me. <laughs> so now we are officially done with this album. Sam, you did have to verify. I did verify. Break. We are good, I do believe. Okay. What is next? Holy shit, Michelle. I think you're going to call this one an easer peaser. I don't know. We'll see. It's a little band I like to call Soundgarden. The album is Bad Motorfinger. Okay. 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 It's an easer peaser. I didn't think you would give me Soundgarden ever, but I've been wanting this badly. Well, I'll let you know next recording why I chose it. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, everyone, of course, we appreciate very much that you are tuning in. As always, we appreciate that you give us time. We appreciate that you come here to hang out and have fun. Listen to us dumbasses without any real credentials or anything. We have no knowledge. We don't really do research. I found out during the podcast while recording that he went through this major serious accident. (laughs) So, um... Thanks for hanging out with us dumbasses and uh, check out our other episodes. Tell people about us. Join us next week when we listen to Soundgarden. Yeah, and most importantly, don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry.